Hey, Josie. Guess who's back? Backstreet's back. All right. Dun, 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 dun. No, 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 no. Dorothy's back. Um, does that mean we get to throw our hands up in the air? Wave them around like we just don't care? No. It means we gotta kill Dorothy. Uh, why? Because Dorothy must die. That song's going to be stuck in my head forever now. <laughs> it was either that or Slim Shady. So, you know. Slim Shady. We ha- we practiced a couple different things, folks, for that. And we yes. decided to do um, Backstreet Boys are back. It's- it just felt so much better than everything else. I mean, they were all kind so of So much more natural. <laughs> so 2000. Um, what's- <laughs> so 2000. <laughs> <laughs> or was that it was late? So 2000 instead of 2001. <laughs> I don't even remember when Some Shady came out. Like 2001, 2002, something like I that. Feel like 99. I think it was two. I think it was the year I started dating Eric. So 2000. Some Shady. Oh, so everything was 2000. I just feel like that was the summer I remember it because I was with Eric a lot. But it could have been the summer afterwards. Yeah. You know. Yes, folks. I um, figure I I know when movies and songs came out, depending on where I was in my life with my spouse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, there's worse things, right? Sure, but welcome to Potheads Who Read. Um, Potheads Who Read. We're back with our novel episode. I really like that. The, the I, novel episode. <laughs> I'm so glad we started that last episode. I know, me too. So, I'm so sorry. Side note, I looked it up. It did come out in 2000. So, we're just all about the 2000s right now. Nice. All right. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. What are we doing? I'm tired. I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) Well, you know, we're just doing hellos and intros. How are you doing? What's going on? You know, life. I've been um, busy. I just made a t-shirt for um, the spout, my spouse's club that I'm the president of now and designed that and we're doing a fundraiser for it. So I've been busy with that and a few other mm-hmm. things and like, like always taking yeah. my future Olympian to his gymnastic and swim practices and he has his first swim meet in, in a week. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. So he's a little nervous because he's my little perfectionist and he doesn't like to like do things wrong. So yeah, no. So I'm like, this it's just a learning experience, you know. It's yeah. Don't worry about it. Have I'd fun. like to say he's gonna grow out of it, but you and I before this had a full conversation about how I feel like I'm failing because I'm a perfectionist and right. you were like. I feel like I'm failing because you're a perfectionist. We're all perfectionists. It's hard when you are a perfectionist yeah. and you're not able to do the things that you you know you can do 
or do something how you know you want it to be it's very very Mm -hmm. difficult and honestly like I've known since my child was about two years old that he is a perfectionist and (laughs) he had an appointment and it was about his walking which he was walking but it was about how he wasn't walking but we got the appointment much later after he started walking because that's how appointments work but the (laughs) doctor was like yeah, I know he's perfect. He just, he's, you know, he, he's walking. He, you know, he's ahead in this and he's on spot for this. Uh, he's just a perfectionist. And I was like, well, do you have any suggestions on how to like help him with that? She's like, no, good luck. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) it was, it was like, nope, sorry. I don't know what to do there. But I I was literally, like, or literally every time, like, I've, like, kind of, I was telling somebody, I'm like, nobody really tells you, like, parenting is, like, you know, you're you're coaching your child for life, you know? Yeah. And um, I I essentially, like, <laughs> you drop them off at school, it's like, okay, if something bad happens, or something, something doesn't go the way you want it to go when you're coloring it's it's okay you know like I always you know do things like there's even been times where like you know we would go to a restaurant we would ask for mac and cheese and they were out of mac and cheese and he'd have a little meltdown I mean that was when he was much younger so yeah yeah, after that that incident we would be like well you know remember if they are out of mac and cheese you can get a grilled cheese and that's that's okay you know like yeah we we do a lot of stuff where, like, we try to, like, build them up. And, like, I don't always do the, you know, it's, it's okay. But, like, we do other things, We you know, mm-hmm. we say to try to make um, life more manageable for him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't always have to be good, you know. I so you're him. not doing the TikTok trend where it's, like, what do we do if at first we don't succeed? I'm trash, you're trash, or he doesn't say you're trash, like, I'm trash, it's yeah. trash, like, yes. it's all gonna, like, fall apart. <laughs> yeah, I totally there's, butchered there's that, been but I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes, I to- I've totally seen that. I, I, I do not do that with him, but there's times where, like, he does it to himself, mm-hmm. and, like, we've never, we don't, like, try to... We don't put that pressure on him or anything. We try not to, like, we just yeah. know it's not him, so... But I'm like, man, being a perfectionist and having a perfectionist husband and having a perfectionist child is, it's exhausting. Very stressful. Yeah. This household. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I get you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you have a perfectionist BFF. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> hey. We're yeah each other somehow. I know it'll all work out yeah so how about you um you know I've still been on the mend a little bit from being really super sick at the beginning of February you sound a um, lot better oh my gosh I sound so much better and Sheila you actually did not get to hear me over the weekend I so last week I went to the pharmacy like I went to a Walgreens to buy more stuff 
because I'm like, something's got to work because it's still like my ears were so like earache so bad. Like everything was so bad still mm-hmm. and nothing was touching it. And I was actually talking to a coworker in Indianapolis and his wife was like, he's like, yep, that's her. And I was like, does, is only ibuprofen working? He goes, yeah. And I go, me too. And so there was just like so many similarities, but I went to a Walgreens cause I woke up and my ear hurt so bad. Like <clears throat> I, it was so bad and there was nobody standing in line for the pharmacy. And in my head, I was like, this never happens. <laughs> so I walked up to them and I was like, you know, I'm having these symptoms. Can you suggest something? Right. And I listed everything. I told them how long I've been having them. I told them how I was on an antibiotic at one point. And the guy behind the counter was like, I'm not the person to ask. Let's wait till she gets off the phone. He goes, step around the corner. And I was laughing. I go, I just never have ever thought to ask the pharmacist who deals with the medication. Yeah. Who actually knows all of this stuff to actually ask them about symptoms. Pharmacists are actually doctors. Like they have a PhD right. in like pharmaceuticals or, you know, the, right. the drugs. And I so. know that. Right. And I know that. I've never once asked a pharmacist about cold symptoms or anything like that, anything related. But this lady think, was. I think a lot of people don't realize is that we can do that with pharmacists. Yeah, absolutely. And I was literally like, I'm just going on a whim here because I, it's like, I'm throwing out a Hail Mary. I just need something. I'm like mm-hmm. anything to help get rid of this earache. It was so bad. And, um, I talked to her, told her my symptoms, and she goes, you need Sudafed. And I go, okay, well, do you suggest a specific Sudafed? I was like, I've been taking a Sudafed. It's kind of been helping. And she was like, get the full, like, get the good stuff behind the counter. You You take one a day. She goes, you can't take more than that because of how many milligrams it is and how big it is. And I was like, okay. And literally, like, within 30 minutes, like, my earache went away. Oh, good. My throat stopped hurting. Like, all this different stuff, like, just got better. And then Saturday morning, Friday afternoon, I got a call that um, one of my other best friends, her daughter and son had been approved to get baptized. So, and we had been kind of on call for almost two weeks about this baptism. Uh Um. Because we needed to get it done by April 5th. And um, I woke up Saturday morning and I was like, in my head, I'm stretching. I'm like, man, like my ears aren't plugged. My throat doesn't hurt. I can breathe. Like, yeah, feeling great. And then somebody called me and I answered my phone and I was like, hi, what's going on? I had completely <laughs> lost my voice. I couldn't even talk. They were making so much fun of me when I got to my friend's house. I would be talking, and they're like, Josie, we can't hear you. Can you please speak up? We went out to dinner, and I was like, can I get a glass of water in addition to what I ordered? And my friend's husband, he looked at me, and he's like, Jogs, you got to speak up. They can't hear you. And I was like, dude, then tell him what I need. But it was more like, then tell him what I need. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I feel so much better. That's good. My energy is up. Spring is finally hitting Chicago. Like we're super excited about it. Yeah. We've had a I mean, I shouldn't be super excited about it because this weekend's supposed to be really cold. But we had some like 60 degree days, a 70 degree day. Mm-hmm. It was so nice today, today, all day today and tonight. Yeah. Um, but then I heard it's going back down to the 30s. Mm. You know, springtime in Chicago. Yeah. One day it's 70 degrees, the next day it's 30. I'm not going to um, tell you about Georgia. You'll be jealous. Yeah. I mean, I would be. I mean, it's just like I already fight year-round allergies, so with the fluctuation in the temperature, it makes it so much worse. Yeah. And then now I'm dealing with this like crazy mm-hmm. sinus virus yeah. that I've had for like two a month and a half, on top of just like my normal allergy stuff I have. So it's just been a little difficult, but yeah. work's been super busy. We're getting ready for like busy season. We're doing mm-hmm. a ton of hiring and. So it's been pretty um, not so really, you know, life. all over the place, but all good. Um, it's like I've, post it's it's post pandemic life, you know. Even yeah, I full swing. Ended. Yeah, <clears throat> I've been um, consistently the last few weeks getting more and more into my kickboxing classes again, which That's I've good. like truly missed. So yeah, it's been good. Oh, it's been good. Yeah. Well, Tracy, um, do you have a fun fact that's Harry Potter related for us today? Do I ever? Do you? So um, we're gonna be talking about some witches, right? Witches? What? Yeah. Witches. Okay. So this is actually something I had never heard before. Okay. And was a fun fact. Okay. Um, tell me. <laughs> um, I'll be really interested if you have actually heard this. Okay. There is a secret character in the newspaper props used in the films. Okay. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. So, um, Mina Lima, who created the props for the Harry Potter films, and gave us loads of amazing Harry Potter facts in the interview above. Oh, mm-hmm. oops. I didn't look at that interview. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I should also tell you, this is from funkidslive.com. Okay. You know, do this backwards. Um, but she <laughs> created, or this person created, fake newspapers for many of the films and hid a secret character known as the Ginger Witch. Mm-hmm. The ginger witch appears in many newspapers and first appears in the Prisoner of Azkaban and well, as well as more recently, the Fantastic Beasts. Oh, interesting. I will take a screenshot or try to save this picture and I'll show you right here, Shia. Like, there's a, like, this one is Dumbledore's after Dangerous. And then down here in the corner, there's a headline for the ginger witch. I I think sometimes you would see the um the newspaper so quick mm-hmm. that you really couldn't unless you were pausing to like read the headlines and stuff. Right. Like you really didn't have a chance to like look at what was being printed, I guess, on there with Yeah, because I mean printed. like this particular one 
is the Dumbledore daft or dangerous. Mm. And you see the ginger witch on the side. And then something survives. Henna explosion. Fudge voted stylist witch, uh, wizard of the year. Um, saved by a wand. And then a bunch of like little ads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Potion waste. The facts. Potions on page two. Games on page seven. The Shaman on eight. Hocus Pocus on eight. Spells on nine. So it is like, this is one of the things that I love about the Harry Potter films, though. I felt like you see it the most in movie five. Yeah. But, I mean, they were saying, like, even, like they said, Prisoner of Azkaban, you're still seeing, like. Seen a little bit, yeah, with all the serious Yeah, with the night bus and, yeah, like, the newspapers coming out a lot more because of serious and, like, all this other stuff. So I just thought that was a lot of fun. That is interesting. Yeah. So Sheila. Yes, yes, ma'am. What's the book? What, who suggested it? Why Why was it suggested? <laughs> what? Who? What? Why? Why? When? Um, the book we read was Dorothy Must Die, and it is by mm. Danielle Page. I picked this. Mm-hmm. I picked this because Josie gave this book to me, like, in 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, think I, so. I read it. And then I was like, you have to read this because I have to talk to you about this. Mm. And I'm also a big Wizard of Oz fan. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. And she still hasn't read it until I made her read it just now. And, and to be fair, we're both like really big Wizard of Oz fans. <laughs> have we mentioned that we were in the Wizard of Oz in college? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a little fun fact about and it. And we loved it before then. We loved and, it before. Yeah. It, was, it was like my favorite musical um, as a kid growing up. Yeah. So Every year on TV. We yeah. watched it on TV. Yeah. Every year. We owned it. We watched it all the time. Yeah. My mom loves it. My Both my parents love it. My sisters. Like, all of us just love it. Like Dash loves it. I got Dash into it. when. So, that was actually Dash's first musical that he saw. Mm-hmm. in person when we were living up in the dc area the national tour came through and was i remember up, that up at the national theater and or was it the national theater yeah it was the national theater and he was three three and a half and i i was like i want him i want to take him and i remember like i called the box office to make sure that like I could bring a a small child to the mm-hmm. the musical because some theaters have restrictions on ages or yeah and sometimes or they do not, like matinee specific or right and like sometimes that, yeah. it's not just the the it's not just the theater sometimes it's the production like they don't want children mm-hmm. of a certain age and they're like yeah no but go ahead and bring them you know and so I bought tickets and I took him and I remember he's sitting there and he's just waiting for a start. And we'd already, I'd already prepped him with the, um, the movie. So he knew about it. And I'm like, this is wizard of Oz, but it's on stage. And mommy was in this. And this is the show that daddy met mommy. And, you know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) has a lot of history in my family. Okay. And I just (laughs) remember um, he's sitting there in his like three-year-old cuteness. 
and the curtains open and the music starts and he just like sits and leans in a little bit closer and he's just like like the magic of theater like mm-hmm. he was seeing for the first time and like I was watching him and not the stage like when the show really started because I wanted to take in his um his experience and like I like I teared up because like he he was just so enthralled with it and mm-hmm. so that's like the backstory of Wizard of Oz and Sheila and her child um but yeah he <laughs> he loves Wizard of Oz also and um I just decided that I was like let's read it let's I'm gonna yeah, make and- us do it I got this book. I remember picking this book out for you because I was like looking at something else. I don't think I was even looking for you. I was looking at something else and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Why must Dorothy die? Yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like I knew I had to get something for you because mm-hmm. I believe I got this for your birthday, I believe, or Christmas. I feel like it was Christmas. But maybe it, it might have been Christmas. Christmas. I, I mean, know. they're kind of close. Not super close, but they're, like, close enough that... <laughs> you know, August to December. Sometime, you know, well, end of August, end of December. But let's be honest, there's sometimes you and I shop for our birthday you, presents we get for each other. Like, at the same time. You get it all at the same time. It's, like, a month later. We're okay, like, oh, yeah, I got this for you. Yeah. You and I are not the most strict on time when it comes to each other. Yeah. <laughs> No, um. we know you'll get it whenever we get it. Yeah, we're not worried about it. And if it doesn't come, we're not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's fine. Right. But I remember seeing this on the shelf and like it had just come out. It was, yeah. I think I even found it like Target. And um, I think I my like, book has a sticker. Yeah. I don't know where it's at. It's in a box that I have not unpacked yet. <laughs> so that's, I did audio this time. So yeah. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, oh, my God. And I really, truly had the intention of reading it. It's just, yeah. you know, life happens and then things happen and then a million other books happen. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it was just I really wanted to read it and talk about it with Josie finally because we we talk about Wizard of Oz all the time. So that was why. And I'm excited to hear her thoughts on it. I do want to yeah. say that this time I did audiobook and Dash listened to it with me. It is more of a young adult book. Mm-hmm. And there is some swearing in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh yeah, they did say bitch. <laughs> yeah. But he he really didn't it didn't affect him he was really more invested in this story and there were times where he was like can we because we would listen to it on our drives to and from practices and he was like can we just um sit and finish this chapter you know like if there's like only a few minutes left I would be like yeah yeah we can sit if we weren't running Mm -hmm. if like we weren't needing to go into practice right away I'd be like yeah "Yeah, we can we have three minutes we and there's time to wait so he was really interested in it and I have downloaded Mm -hmm. the the second book because this is a series so Mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna listen to the second book so nice yeah very nice well do you want to read the synopsis really quickly I can do that 
right, so it says, my name is Amy Gum, and I'm the other girl from Kansas. I've been recruited by the Revolutionary Order of the Wicked. I've been trained to fight, and I have a mission. Remove the Tin Woodman's heart, steal the Scarecrow's brain, take the Lion's courage, and Dorothy must die. I didn't ask for any of this. I didn't ask to be some kind of hero, but when my whole life gets swept up by a tornado, taking you with it, you have no choice but to go along. You know? Sure, I've read the books. I've seen the movies. I know the song about the rainbow and the happy little bluebirds. But I never expected Oz to look like this. To be a place where good witches can't be trusted. Wicked witches may be just the good guys, and the winged monkeys can be executed for acts of rebellion. There's still a road of yellow brick, but even that's crumbling. What happened? Dorothy. They say she found a way to come back to Oz. They say she seized power, and the power went to her head, and now no one is safe. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah, no one is safe. No one is safe. Um, so my initial impressions of this, Mm -hmm. when it first started, I was like, what the F am I listening to? (laughs) I thought this is about Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I was like, "Mm, I thought Dorothy must die. Why were you talking about Amy in high school? In Kansas. Having a fight with a pregnant girl. No, um, like, obviously, I didn't really, like, I really didn't know where it was going. I didn't read the synopsis of it before we started it. It was just like, this was what you picked. I just downloaded it and started (laughs) listening. So, I kind of liked the premise of, like, a new person getting taken to Oz. What I did not like and did not appreciate and (laughs) eventually was okay with that instead of a cute little dog named Toto, she gets a rat named Star. (laughs) And I do not like rats. I don't like listening about them. I don't like talking about them. I don't like them. But I, like, honestly, like, as I was reading it, I was just kind of like, huh, Like, this is really interesting because even when you read or have seen other things, like there's the whiz, it's kind of like a dark Oz. Yeah. Um, You read like the return to Oz, like you, like you hear all these other stories about what kind of happens afterwards. Yeah. Or before, like Wicked. Oh, yeah. I mean, like obsessed with Wicked. I Mm -hmm. loved that book series. Me too. I liked Son of a Witch. I've actually haven't read the lion one, but, um, I have the lion one. I have not read it either. Yeah, I have it. I haven't read it either. I don't know why I haven't. And then there's actually even a fourth book in that series, um, rain. And it's about the son of Mm -hmm. which's daughter, I think. Yeah. His daughter. So it's like the second, uh, second generation after alphabet. Yeah. But, I mean, regardless, like the musical wicked, I love the book wicked. I loved this one, I really didn't enjoy it. I really, I said I didn't enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. I uh-huh. didn't love it as much as I wanted to love it. Right. Throughout. 
But by the time it ended, I was extremely intrigued. Yeah. And I really want to listen to the next book. Mm -hmm. So overall, like I did really enjoy it. Right. I think I think some of the things that made me not enjoy it as much was some writing choices. Mm -hmm. And there were definitely a couple times where I um how like how like I thought to myself like, like if I was actually sitting and reading this, I wonder how into the book I would actually get because there were some filler. There, there were some things that were filler in it that I don't necessarily needed to always be filler. Right. Like the descriptions of like places that she was going or something like that, because um, it just seemed like a lot of description, which usually I'm totally appreciative of. And I say this just for context of like where I'm at right now, where it's just kind of like, go, 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 go. That reading stuff where something happens and you just want it to get to the next part. Right. I didn't want the filler. You just told me about the big cage and the big field of flowers. I don't need you to then describe the big field of flowers once you get to them. You already told me they're there. Yeah. I mean, you can say stuff like, wow, this field of flowers is a lot more vast than I thought it was going to be. You don't need to be like, things were coming up in the earth and like the flowers (laughs) were everywhere and it was so thick. And I was like, "I, I don't need that. But ultimately, like. It didn't make me dislike the book at all. It just was like one of those things that I didn't feel was necessary. So this was her debut novel mm-hmm. as well. So sometimes I think debut not or debut or books for brand new authors, mm-hmm. they sometimes have a lot of stuff that um, as they get more refined in their writing like they take away some of that it takes away some of that you know what I mean be a little bit different yeah so maybe that's part of it I don't I don't know like I don't remember having those feelings like not this time obviously I I already kind of knew the premise of everything and whatnot so I just remember when I read it my first first initial impression like you know 2014 was I'm like I want to know I'm like Dorothy's gonna die mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was just eating it up because I I was I was just I loved this like different version mm-hmm. you know it's a twisted tale essentially like we've right. done of the Disney stories and I loved that I was like ooh, I've always loved kind of like the a different viewpoint and right and so I was, I was excited about it. And so I, I remember I kept reading and I remember one night I'm like, oh, I'm going to finish the book tonight and Dorothy's going to die. Because at that point I did not know it was. Yeah. Series. It, and there was, was no indication that this would have been a series. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> that like, I got to the book and I was like, I have to wait now. Like it. Yeah. I know that's how she wrote it. Like, she wrote it because she knew it was going to be a series. Right. I didn't know that. I just thought it was this... Dorothy was dying at the end of this book. And Dorothy did Yeah. Sorry. I mean, a definitely... Spoiler. Dorothy did not die. Do not listen to the title. 
Yeah, I Dorothy mean, doesn't die. Not in this book. I don't. Dorothy gets close to it, but well, kind but of closer maybe. to death than living. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I love when stories take a different twist and just make you look at things differently. Yeah. I think that's why so many people love the story of Wicked. Yeah. Because it's really the origin the story weird. of what makes somebody turn good or bad. Is mm-hmm. it always what you seem right. of good or bad? And what I like about this is almost the opposite effect of Wicked, where it's, yeah. you have this really good character with all the best intentions. Yeah. Ending up being the one who becomes evil. Who becomes the bad guy. And is, is, she's so, like, she's ruining Oz and all her, you know, the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion. Like, they're just devouring not just the land and the magic of Oz, but, like, the people of Mm -hmm. Oz. The people don't have a great life. Right. And you might have a great life if you're working in the palace, but even then, you know, you never know when the lion's going to, like, flip out and try or to eat you, the, you know, or you piss tin, off I mean, Dorothy, or... Yeah, in the book, they call the Tin Man, like, the Tin Woodsman, but even him, is he going to freak out? The Scarecrow, is he going to take you for some wild experiment? Yeah. And it's interesting because you probably have the best life in the palace but even that is just so fake everybody's sort of just brainwashed isn't this great Ooh, like oh we get to serve dorothy that's amazing and then also linda's hand in all of it too yeah like i love like the scene where they have breakfast Mm -hmm. in the palace the maids have breakfast and it's like Dorothy's leftovers from the night before and it's like yeah cake and prime rib and or not prime rib ribs I should say yeah Uh, ribs and cake and they're like cake for dessert it's just you know like they yes they had probably a better life because they were getting good food and whatnot but Mm -hmm. it's a terrifying life also but yeah, yeah Glinda Glinda is evil and you know just the the Wizard of Oz that we last saw after Dorothy disappeared back to Kansas is, you know, completely flipped and, you know, it's like a 180. And yeah. And it's really interesting, too, because they talk about the history of people who ran Oz mm-hmm. after the wizard left. Yeah. And I want to know more, which I'm sure they'll delve into it in the coming books, because you have not read any of the rest of the books yet, right? I have. So I've done. Oh, you have done. I've done two and three. I haven't done four. But she also has novellas, which, um, well, like, it takes you back to, like, Dorothy. Like, Dorothy has just come back. And okay. And then she's brought back, like, Glinda brings her back or so I don't know, something mm-hmm. like that. But well, there's novellas, and like, there's, like, six or eight of those, but they're, like, pre- so they're pre-Amy, they're post-Dorothy's first. So post-Wizard, pre- Yeah. Okay. Pre-Amy. Yeah, well, which I figured, but um, 
I mean, they take a brief moment and kind of talk about the rulers. And Mm -hmm. they were like, well, there's the wizard. And then he Mm -hmm. left. And then there was the time where the scarecrow ruled. For a little while. And then Ozma. Mm-hmm. And then now Dorothy. Yeah. So it's very, it's very interesting to think about how Scarecrow ruled it. Yeah. And just what the differences would have been. Because that's the thing, too, that it kind of hits on. And it really hits it on more towards the end of where the magic is going, how much of the magic is being used. She still has her ruby red slippers. Um, There's just basically a bunch of unbalance in the right. land of Oz. Munchkin land, Winky. Yeah. What was the other one? Gil- Gilead's? Gilligan. Gilligan's? Gilligan's? I think their land so yeah. all these different areas and how it's affecting them and then like what Oz is getting out of it but then you know you think of Oz as this great city where everybody was so happy and it's people being forced to go to have a party with Dorothy yeah Dorothy if she forgets to change the time it could be yeah. sunlight for days and then yeah. you know all the a few hours twilight. of sleeping or sleeping or mid or nighttime for days because right. she had the power to not turn the sun on or, or turn it off like she could turn it on and off right. which obviously like messed people up because they're like yeah we we don't know what time you know sometimes they didn't know what day it was they, yeah no, they didn't it, yeah yeah everything just blended together unless they were on a schedule Mm -hmm. but it was intriguing like how the wizard at the end kind of told amy to think outside of the box of of the magic of what was actually happening what was going on because there's a point where the gifts that the wizard gave them all ended up taking over yeah the scarecrow started doing really bad experiments which also intrigued me and I I want to ask you this to see if you had the same feel he said I've seen something like this done before in my time thinking about when the Wizard of Oz takes place in the time of year it was Mm -hmm. when the wizard could have possibly gone back it did kind of give me a Nazi vibe yeah Maybe. Or like a war vibe of something, yeah. Like prisoner of war. I think I got more of the Nazi genetics out of it than anything mm-hmm. else, just because it was, you know, human ears on ravens, human eyes and ravens. Yeah. Turning more people into tin people. Yeah. Creating like this tin the army. Tin, the tin woodsman army. Yeah. Um, that to me was a very Nazi genetics feel. Yeah. So I was, it kind of made me wonder about time and how time actually works in Oz as compared to. Right. In Kansas or the real world, I guess the other yeah. world, 
because I mean, Amy even has that moment where she looks in on her mom and it's been six months. Yeah, and Amy for her, doesn't even, it's only been her, like, it hasn't been six months. Like two months, maybe three months. Yeah. Right. But in the original Wizard of Oz, Dorothy had been out after the tornado, mm-hmm. but it wasn't all that long. It was only like a day. They had found, yeah, it was like a day, but she had spent probably a, a few days or a week yeah. in Oz. So I did kind of wonder about that, too. Like, that timeline, did he go back yeah. in a different time? Maybe. You know. I wonder if, like, the timeline is affected by the magic that is being consumed in Oz. hmm Oh, which is totally possible. So there's that. That, like, maybe that's why maybe it's faster now for Amy than it was for Dorothy 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I mean, well, and, you know, there's the character Jeliah where she talks about how she has, when she talks about how she has fairy blood, Amy kind of talks to herself like, oh, I wonder how much, how old she is, like how much time has gone by. Because Jeliah mentions even serving before the wizard got there. Yeah. And even, and I really liked Jeliah's perspective on it in that conversation because obviously you can't really know who her alliance is yet yet at this point in the book when she yeah. talks about this but she starts to kind of promote helping Dorothy mm-hmm. and she goes into the history of like how long she's been there yeah and she flat out says every single ruler uses it ma- uses it differently and not all of it's good and not all of it's bad. Yeah. And I just thought that was very interesting. The concept of what can make something good and what can make something bad. And that's what I like about the whole wizard of Oz world anyway, of what makes something good and what makes something bad Mm -hmm. and how long can it stay in that and not become the other thing. Mm -hmm. And just the choices you have to make to be the, a good person. Oh, yeah, for sure. Amy makes a very big choice to help some of the flying monkeys. Yeah, at the very beginning of the book. Um, and at the very beginning and towards the end, she makes yep, two decisions. Yeah. She makes two specific decisions to save a monkey, Ollie, and, and then later sister. Ollie's sister. And just those choices she as herself just didn't feel right letting this torture go on to something that she felt was so innocent. Yeah. And unknowingly it altered her timeline more than once. Yeah. Because her her saving Ollie put her in trouble with Dorothy and, and the, and Oz a lot faster Mm -hmm. than it should have. And then when she saved Maude and and helped Ollie towards the end, it sped up the timeline of the order that was against Dorothy. Yeah. They, in yeah. ways that she didn't realize. But she, but they were she really, couldn't go on. Right. Yeah. They were well, so bad about they were what so they could bad. tell her. Hey, we're going to put you undercover, but we're not going to tell you about anything. But and you're going to know when you need to order. do what you need to do, but we're not going to tell you what you need to do when you need to do it. 
like and the order pissed me the off. Whole, but... The order pisses me off too because of all of that. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing of oh, you shouldn't trust me. I mean, you should trust me, but not really trust me. You can't trust, trust anybody in this book. Only trust enough people. You can trust Ollie. I think that's about the only person you can trust right now. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Ollie and Maud. Ollie and Maud are the only ones you can trust. And, you know, screw the wizard and everyone else. Knox and Mumby and... Is that what her name is? Mumby? Mumby and... Um, Lamora. Lamora. Linda, Lamora is Glenda's sister, and she's twin like identical twins. There was a lady named Gert, a witch named Gert, and she died about midway through, I think. Yeah. About midway through. Fighting the lion. And then there's Pete. Pete. And Ozma. The gardener. Pete yeah, the gardener. Ozma, the wizard. And Ozma's and little... Delia. Ozma has has been like brainwashed or yeah she's not all there something like we don't know exactly everything that's happened to her but we know that she's not the Ozma that was right when Dorothy came and back. then you have Jelia and Cinder who were fellow mates with oh, yeah. Amy slash Astrid because they change Amy's appearance to look like one of the maids yeah to get close to Dorothy I mean it was it was put together very well where you can obviously tell that she did her research. Yeah. Did her research. She really put together a timeline. She really thought about what a decrepit Oz would look like Mm -hmm. to make it her own, turn something that is somebody else's and make it her own. Yeah. Which again, I feel like a lot of the extra description that's probably why, because she was turning it into her Oz and she wanted you to know how decrepit and how things were going and how much magic was draining certain things, Mm -hmm. but also where some magic still existed, like in the maze with the stone, um, not with the stone, the, the fountain and the maze with all the hedges moving and stuff like that. And I could see an editor pushing for some of that description also. Like, Probably. no, you need, you need to make us do this. You know, fill in fill in the blanks a little bit. Um, just because it is a story that's so well-known. Oh, Wicked, sure. Wicked or Wizard of Oz are very well-known. Well, and that's I the can, other thing. I can see if those being a, choices. There's a lot of people that hate Wicked. Mm-hmm. Maybe not hate's a bad word. They dislike Wicked for his writing because he does do some very grotesque scenes oh yeah great uh, Gregory why can't I think of his Um, last name starts with McGuire right Mm -hmm. but he I was gonna say McAdams I knew that was wrong (laughs) but but a lot of people don't really like hit they don't like Wicked because of what he did with it and I'm like, but there's so much more than, like, that one scene that, right. like, really pushes people over the edge. Yeah. And, um, but then again, you know, like, he he kind of made Oz, but, you know, he made his Oz pre-wizard and, right. and all of and that. And honestly, one of the, I know, so Wicked the Musical doesn't hit on it as much. Mm-hmm. They do a little bit, but not as much. Where... Like the political side of of the book, 
But honestly, if you kind of look at the original Wizard of Oz story, not that there's like a lot of politics that comes out right away in it, Mm -hmm. but there's a little bit in there. There's a little bit of um, stuff of the times that is happening in there. Yeah, yeah. And I feel this one does that as well. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of stuff in there. Maybe not as heavy-handed as in Wicked, but I know there were a lot of people that didn't really like that aspect of the story. Yeah, that's um, true. When I've talked to people. I just remembered I've, when we fin- Dash and I finished this yesterday, and I just remembered, like, there's something towards the end of the the book, and I was, like, in my head, I'm like, man, this is, that was a great learning lesson for Dash to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is now I can't remember what it was. This is how exhausted I am, folks. <laughs> um, but I just remembered thinking, like, I'm glad he's listening to this with me, even though it is a bit, it's you know, a bit higher than um, his normal reading level. But I think he is also a bit higher in his reading level than, you know, just a typical third grader. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, one of the things that I like about Dorothy Must Die is the concept of you can't take things at face value. Oh, for sure. You have to make decisions on your own. You have to. There's a point where you have to decide and make a decision and stand by your actions. Mm hmm. You definitely see that at the end with Amy yeah. slash Astrid when Jelia takes the fall for her. Mm-hmm. And she has to live with the fact that mm-hmm. her choice made that happen. Yeah. But then she talks about it a lot with the order because they constantly tell her, you shouldn't listen to us. You shouldn't trust us. Which, you know. But do what we say. Do what we say. Trust us, but don't trust us. But I think they also do that because Glinda comes across very fake. Glinda's actually not in a lot of this book until towards the end. No. And you find out that she actually has a heavier hand in everything than Mm -hmm. you might originally think when you think Dorothy actually is the one in charge. Yeah. But it's... I yeah. think you end up finding out that she's not as in charge as she probably hopes that she is. Dorothy in this book just kind of reminded me of one of those adults who never got to be a child. Mm-hmm. And so they just emotionally get sort of stunted yeah, and can't move past it. I just imagine Dorothy being this almost 25-year-old adult stomping yeah. around she's just, a frivolous she, you know she's frivolous she loves everything frilly she wants the nicest things um but she wants you everybody know, to wait on her hand and foot you make and, one little mistake as minor as it is and it's the end of the world and you know like you're you can be beheaded for it well maybe not beheaded but they you know You'll, they'll basically kill you or give you to the um, straw man to, or scarecrow, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> straw man. I mean, he is. But um, 
but you know give him to the scarecrow to have him do whatever he's gonna do to you and he's always like i'm gonna make you better it's just i don't know like it's very honestly it just remind it just continues to remind me of nazis joseph mangala it, yeah. and everything it's just very but it's even it's more interesting than how it happened you know, like how the characters even more than that right you had the one guard was it a guard that got accused of the wandering eye and the punishment was to wake the lion up from his nap and the lion like took his eyeball out was that and then um and you're just like okay like that just happened it wasn't it wasn't Sandra but it was Hannah I think Hannah she was only in the book for a short part but She's cleaning with Dorothy, or not Dorothy, she's cleaning with Amy in a room, and the girl <laughs> says, or Amy's asking about Pete. Hey, do you know the guy with the, the gardener with the green eyes? And she's like, what are you, and her coworker's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I got, or so-and-so, I was, you know, I got caught in my room with so-and-so, and I got in trouble for smuttiness, like <laughs> smuttiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was I just I remember when she said that I like laughed because I was like you got in trouble for like having like emotions and wanting to have a relationship with somebody. And I'm like right. I don't I don't know what Dorothy and her regime are thinking like the people could, were not supposed to like cohabitate I guess and I'm like right how are you gonna like even like if they can't procreate then you're not gonna have anybody do all this stuff that you want them right. to do because you're not gonna want to do it yeah like, totally it was just and Which then the, just... and then the other funny thing was like there's this like you know this girl got in trouble for smuttiness okay like Dorothy's just so like She's very sexual, and she wears things that, like, everything's in the gingham, the blue gingham pattern, but, you know, she's wearing, like, short shorts and um, tightly fit dress dresses with, you know, a big slit up the leg, and... Oh, like, she talks about the one dress that shows, like, has the slit down the, the front, front, like, the, shows all of her cleavage. cleavage and, and it's like, okay, so you're you're mad at your your employees for being smutty but you're not dressing any better than Mm -hmm. you know you know you're not that being very dressing sexual you know what word sexy dressing Mm -hmm. not that dressing sexy is bad but I just feel like there's this contradiction and it made me kind of chuckle when yeah when the girls I feel like laws are always like that. I I could get into a whole political thing about Texas right there. You and I have talked about this. We don't need to discuss it now. But I feel feel like people in power always make laws like that, though. Oh, yeah. Do as I'm told, not as I do. Exactly. Um, And it's just kind of one of those things where you're, you're just trying to figure some stuff out. I mean, it's the whole thing, too. The Tin Woodsman was in love with Dorothy, and she's like, oh, not this again. It's so yeah. boring. 
she wanted to be loved and adored. And then when people actually did it, she hated it. She hated it. Which just kind of points to me of a, a person who's just emotionally stunted. She wants the attention, but she doesn't. Yeah. Want to like reciprocate. Right. The the attention. Right. Yeah. So when she goes back home and then comes back to Oz, it makes me wonder how much time actually passed. Did she, do they actually say how old she is in this, in this book? Dorothy must not know, but I do remember that like, um, later you find out. Well, Amy, the first time Amy saw her, she's like, dang, she looks good for somebody that should be like a hundred or however old she -hmm. should be. Um, and then later on, Amy and Jelia are, like, um, her handmaids. And so Amy's, like, brushing hair and Jelia is painting nails. And Amy noticed that Dorothy's hand looked like a wrinkled old lady's hand. It didn't look like a young it didn't match right. the rest of her body, you know, the yeah. skin and it's just, you know, kind of veiny, you know, the veins are, you know, bluish popping out more because your, your, thin, your mm-hmm. skin is thin. And so she's like, so she is aging or her magic isn't working like on, it on her should. whole body. Yeah. Well, the whole body. So, or she maybe just didn't have enough magic that day. I have no idea. Like, there's still a lot right. of questions. Like, how is that working? Is it just her? I hands? know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of twists and turns in this book. And some of it makes me kind of wonder why it went a certain way. And then it makes sense why it went that way as you get more story. Like, as mm-hmm. you get more story. It like I said, it makes me intrigued for the next book to see where some of it goes and what yeah. comes out. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was telling Sheila this before, listening to the <laughs> audio. Every time Dorothy spoke, it just made me laugh so hard because the intonations of the person who did the audio book. I can't remember her name now. I think it was like Patrice something she was great because I listen to a lot of audiobooks and there have been audiobooks that I've turned off because I can't listen to the voice listen to the voice Mm -hmm. it's so I don't want to say bad because that's rude but um (laughs) yeah the lady's name is Devin Servari okay Beatrice I don't know where I got that (laughs) Um, <laughs> but her voice, when she changes her voice for all the different characters, every time she was Dorothy, it just reminded me of Sheila when she would read, when we did Potheads in Training and she'd read some of the kids' books. It was just such a Sheila voice. I can do this. Kill her. Like, it was just so funny. You have to make things dramatic for kids. Mm-hmm. They love it. It was so great. They eat it up. They do. <laughs> they do. Oh, I know. It was just um, it was just so funny because it was so much like you. That's funny. I enjoyed it being audible. Um, I enjoyed listening to it. 
like I said, I don't, I feel like I would have to be in a very specific mindset to sit and read this book. Right. I think I still would have enjoyed it a lot. It also makes me really want to read the original books. Wizard again. Yeah. And I have a, I have a set where it has, I think, five books in oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> I remember when I read this the first time, I, like, busted through the book really quick. Like, maybe three or four days I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not a terribly thick book, but, like, back then, like, I had a two-year-old, so... <laughs> It wasn't easy for me to always, like, sit down and read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember that, like, I just kept reading because I wanted to know what was going to happen next. And I don't know if that was, like, my eagerness to read a book because I hadn't read a book in, like, a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being a brand new mom. But I just, I just remember, like, really kind of taking to it. And then... I did read, and the year that I took Dash to Wizard of Oz, I did read the um, Wizard of Oz to him. Maybe it was in the year. Maybe when he was four or five, we read the Wizard mm-hmm. of Oz the, um, by Frank Baum. So. Yeah, I just looked, and I have a, it's the first five novels in one big book. I do believe that... Amazon has them for free on their Kindle app, or they used to. Mm-hmm. That would so, make sense. They have a lot of classics like that. Just, just for our listeners, if you want to listen to the classic um, Wizard of Oz and his the the um, sequels that he wrote. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The last time I looked, and it's been a while since I've looked, but. Like you said, there's a lot of classics on Kindle, um, mm-hmm. and it's not unlimited. It's just the Kindle free or what you know. Yeah, whatever it is that you can read for free. Yeah, I do love when a classic story or a story that ends up becoming a classic mm-hmm. can still take on a life of its own and be other stories. Yeah. And still be the story. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like Shakespeare, you know? Yeah. You talk about how Shakespeare is like this universal playwright. And all of his plays can be put in any time or essentially any culture. Right. You know, we saw it with um, Romeo and Juliet, like the Leonardo DiCaprio one from like 1996 or 95, whenever it came out, Uh like when they made that and, you know, it was like, oh, dang, they that that's modern, you know, like people didn't think that could be done. But, you know, it was done. And that's Shakespeare. That's, you know, there's a lot of plays that are like that. And I feel like um, or a lot of his plays are like that. I feel like. That kind of happens with um that that's kind of what's happened with our um Wizard of Oz, which is like one of our first like American folk tales. Also, like yeah, there aren't or fairy tales, I should say. There aren't a lot of American fairy tales, obviously, because uh-huh. we're a melting pot. But that one kind of became ours, and right, it's been fun watching how 
you know, people have taken it and kind of made it their own, like with Wiz and. Right. That's what I like. So Beauty and the Beast, no matter what time period you put it in, no matter what you do, it's always going to be Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. It's always going to have to stay that same storyline. Cinderella is very much the same way. Mm hmm. Even, like, Gregory McGuire, we talked about him earlier. He does Confessions of the Ugly Stepsisters yeah. for the Cinderella story. But it still stems around the same classic yep. of that. You were talking about, you know, Romeo and Juliet. I feel like that's a perfect example. Because we've seen modern-day Hamlets. Mm-hmm. We've seen, I mean, Ethan Hawke. His yep. to be or not to be speech in a blockbuster is like epic. We in college, I don't know if you remember this, but we saw that production of Hamlet where it was like set in the 20s, mm-hmm. like or in like third late 20s, early 30s when like the third right was going to start rising. Yeah. And so you can do that. But if you look at Romeo and Juliet, you get a um, Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. Which is the story of Romeo and Juliet, but told as an author yeah. and somebody who loves the theater. You get West Side Story, mm-hmm. which is Puerto Ricans versus Irish in like 50s New York. Yeah. You get Romeo Must Die, mm-hmm. which is like martial arts. Yeah. The- um, that was... I, I don't want to even butcher it because I think Jet yeah. Li was in it, but I I believe that was um like a Chinese or Japanese gang with yeah I can't like remember uh, the gangs, but with a with a different type of gang. I mean, those are literally all Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, just sure. told in completely different styles, but it's literally the exact same thing. Well, it's funny, like, we pointed that out to Andy, because we were telling him, I don't remember why we even came up with, like, we were talking about, I don't remember why we were talking about West Side Story, but I was like. We were trying to decide if, to watch Marry Me or oh, Was West that Side it? Story. And then I was yeah. like, oh, hey, fun fact, Andy, Romeo, or not Romeo, sorry, <laughs> West Side Story is um, Romeo and Juliet, and he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like oh my god you know like you don't mm-hmm. realize it and I'll be honest like I never really realized it until like I was probably in college and I was in the show and my director's like Romeo and Juliet you know it's like oh mm-hmm. you know like totally you just, you just don't think about some of that stuff like if you're I mean, not studying it Moulin yeah Moulin Rouge is a form of Romeo and Juliet yeah it's all of this is is like that. The Wizard of Oz is a great American classic, like yeah. you said, like one of the best. But it also created all these stories that mm-hmm. are stemmed from Wizard of Oz yeah. and not Wizard of Oz. You can make your own story of it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about Dorothy landing in Oz every time. Yeah. You get the story of Wicked where it's all about Elphaba and Galinda becoming Glinda. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you le- learn about the lion and then, like, Elphaba has a son. Like, 
they just take these their own forms yeah. and now Dorothy must die. It's the same story and it's its own form. The Wiz is Wizard of Oz, but it's a dark Wizard of Oz. It yeah. takes its own form. It's the that's more of like a direct translation of it, but not any more than West Side Story or any of the other right. ones, you know. Right. So it's just it's just really fun to see that after a hundred years how prevalent it still is in our yeah. yeah so it's it is very interesting seeing that and well and even with like the musical so like you and I did the musical which was essentially the original one like um uh Judy Garland did mm-hmm. Um, the one I took Dash to, I want to say it had, I can't remember how many brand new songs it had, but, and I can't even think of who wrote these brand new songs, but, you know, a well-known musical composer, um, wrote a couple more songs and added it to the, the traditional Wizard of Oz musical that we all know and love. Mm -hmm. Now... Like, there were a couple of them I was like, okay, I kind of like that. And then, like, some of them I was like, we could have done without that. But, you know, it is what it is. But, like, for some reason, they decided that they needed they needed it. It worked. I guess I'm just a diehard classic Wizard of Oz musical person. Mm-hmm. And it didn't need it. But it, it was fine. But, you know, that even, you know, like, they wanted to expand on the musical. And they did. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, um, it's definitely very intriguing. Yes. I'm ready for the rest of it. You are? Yeah. Were there any major, like, cons to this book for you? I mean, I hate that they're always like, don't trust anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I don't know, it was frustrating, but. I mean, whatever. It's just the story. I do feel like the. I agree with you. I feel like my biggest problem was the order and and that whole aspect of it, that they could have done that a lot better. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a necessity for it, but I wish they could have done it better. Yeah, I'm just like, how is she supposed to save Oz? Is everybody's like, don't trust me. Like everyone basically said that. Everyone at some point. In Except her the experience, I don't think the monkey said, said "Don't trust me." Yeah, it was just weird. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I get the it. monkeys actually said, "We don't trust anybody else, but we trust <laughs> you." Like, yeah, well, that was the thing. Is they're like, "We don't trust anybody else, but we trust you." You know. Mm-hmm. And they invited her to be part of their monkey colony or yeah, um, organization, whatever they were called. Um, but I mean for. For the most part, I really enjoyed it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Me too. So. Who was your favorite character? My favorite character. I did like Amy. I liked her, um, her, like, matter-of-factness and her, mm-hmm. her goodness in her because she knew what was right and what was wrong, like. When she came across Ollie, who is one of the flying monkeys, who he cut off his wings and he's been hung up from a tree as punishment. 
And she saved him, even though everybody's like, don't do it. She's like, I can't, I can't leave him there. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot, like, my conscience would not let me leave him there. And so, like, you know, she, everything she did, even if it was right or wrong, it was for the goodness of somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, like, I think her, like, kind of moral compass was more straight than a lot of the other characters. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, so I really, really enjoyed her and I really liked Ollie, even though he was like a little punk sometimes. Yeah. Like in the beginning. I mean, understandably. It's understandable, like, why he's a little punk. Total side note. Yeah. At the beginning of the book, when she first gets there and then Pete saves her and then, yeah. like, goes away and then she meets Indigo and then okay. she meets Ollie, I, was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be her group on like her little decrepit b- group on the yellow brick road, the group of misfits, and I was like so excited for that. And then they literally get caught and like die. I was like, right. what right. is happening? Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was I- just like sudden. Like we're together. Okay, we gotta do this. All right off to see you know let's off to go to Oz I was gonna say see the wizard but see Dorothy and then it was an interception nope we got different plans for you you will die yeah well and I really did like (laughs) I did like Indigo she's a you know very short character in the beginning Mm -hmm. um just like her attitude but also like you know her heart's also in the right place but she also knows how horrible life is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you could see, like, she knew what was right, but she also knew that, like, you shouldn't do those things. And mm-hmm. you could see the turmoil within her with that. But, like, she's a spunky little character, and I, I liked her. Yeah. What about you? Um, my favorite character, I did really like Amy, but I didn't want to just pick Amy because I think you're supposed to really like her because she is a big moral compass in the book. Yeah. I mean, we have read some books this year and in the past where I don't think you're supposed to like the main character. And we haven't. And we haven't. (laughs) Um, so I did really like Amy. Honestly, even before you find out Jelia's alliance, mm-hmm. there was something about her, even sort of in the beginning of meeting her, that I really liked Jelia. Right. And I really, I liked Ollie. Yeah. I know I probably shouldn't trust him, but there is a part of me that kind of likes the wizard, too. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of him. Like, there's just a part of me that's just kind of, like, when he was in the, what room was it? The, the, not an atrium, but like a. The sanitarium. Yeah, that. Sanitarium. Yeah. And Amy was saying, oh, I was dusting. And he (laughs) just pointed, well, you don't have a duster or anything in your hands. Right. (laughs) I was. I there was like a part of me that just felt 
He's very he knowing. Was, like, yeah. Whatever I just magic. Felt like, I just felt he knew something else. Yeah. He had to have known something. Yeah. And even if I don't fully trust him, there is something that I like about his quirkiness of, mm-hmm. or as a character. And, right. And obviously, the monkeys trust him. Yeah. That's true. And so I felt like there had to have been something there because they, they straight up, Ollie straight up said, right. the order's bad, Dorothy's bad, it's all mm-hmm. bad. Like, don't trust any of them. Yeah. I trust the monkeys. Well, and so like, we, even Pete and Ozma trust him. Yes. So there's that. Pete and Ozma and the monkeys. Yeah. There's something there. There's something there. I did I do kind of appreciate how he kind of plays devil advocate mm-hmm. a little bit and kind of forces Dorothy's hand a little bit to yeah. make some decisions or do certain things. So there was a lot that I liked about them. Yeah. Yeah. And any uh characters you dislike? Besides the one you're supposed to. Right. Besides Dorothy? Um Oh, sorry. Another character that I did kind of like was Knox. Yeah, I like him. Um, Even though he's sometimes shady, but, you know, it's the order. I feel like he's more shady, though, out of protecting his own self person and his own self and his own heart instead of protecting himself because... He sees how bad everything is and wants... Well, you know, he saw his parents die. And he probably doesn't want to really get close to anybody or anything um, to possibly just lose them like that again. So, I mean, it's fair to be standoffish. His intentions are a bit different than the other witches, I think. Characters that I disliked... um, Honestly, yeah, you're not supposed to like Dorothy, and Dorothy wasn't even like my least favorite character. Syndra, the other maid, I really did not like her. Yeah. The lion, I just don't feel like you really see enough. Enough of him yet. You see haven't seen enough of him yet. I just kind of felt sorry for the tin woodsman. Mm-hmm. To like not even dislike him. I just felt sorry for him. Mm-hmm. The scarecrow, I probably disliked the most yeah. out of the four of them. You don't really see a lot of Glinda to make that choice. Right. You don't see a huge amount of the lion, but like Dorothy, Tin Man, Scarecrow, Glinda, Lion. Scarecrow was probably my least favorite. Yeah. And again, I think it's just because of the connotation I made with it right away. What he was doing to things. Yeah. yeah. It's just that the idea of the power you have and trying to maintain it and not actually understanding the power that you have. Right. When Amy and the wizard were talking at the end and he said, well, what do they have? Mm-hmm. She was, she's flat out said, you just gave them objects and the idea that they had it and they believed it. 
It's not that the wizard gave them anything that they didn't already possess. He just gave them the belief in that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all you need to, to then do what you have to do. Yeah. And the scarecrow just took it to the extreme where. Oh, for sure. He, he immediately was like, I have to be scientific. I have to have these experiments. So then he had to steal people's brain juice, literal brain juice to be smart, to be smart and feed his brain. And that's, not even the point of the gift that he was given. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I feel like I can't agree. Like the top, you know, the four from like the original that go on the journey together are definitely like my top dislikes. And then like, ob- like I really do dislike the, the scarecrow, you know, because of the things he is doing, the the experiments he's doing and, just like the weirdness, you know, it's just, he's just, oh, I don't know, it's weird. But mm-hmm. I remembered when I was listening and I was thinking how, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the show, but it's like, what's it called? A, um, it's a, like a murder, you know, ID TV mm-hmm. show. But it's like where like two people, they meet and had they not met none of the things, none of the crimes they committed Mm-hmm. never would have happened and I started to think I'm like what if like you know like had they not all like met or you know like they they wouldn't have gone like all these like crazy kind of psychotic um mm-hmm. routes and traits and and whatnot um you know like they were just kind of like this perfect pair or not pair but perfect you know group of people ruined each other you know Mm -hmm. you know the help of like glinda because obviously glinda like had her hand in it somehow yeah which we don't know yet but even if you go off of that like what would have happened if none of them met glinda was really the one that put them on the path to meet Mm -hmm. so if glinda would have never met dorothy what could have happened you know just that whole crew of people Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know. So, would you recommend this story, my friend? I would. I would recommend it. You too. I mean, I have. <laughs> I haven't yet. I do feel like there have been a couple books where I was already recommending it before yeah. I finished it. I'm not there with this yet, but to be fair, I haven't talked to a lot of people about a lot of things outside of work. So... I have not been able to recommend it, but I definitely right. would recommend it. Yeah. That's, yeah, me too. I mean, I have been for a few years, so yeah. we even tried to get Andy to read it. He, I guess he says he does have it, but he's not sure where. Yeah, is. we were trying to get him to join us, and it just didn't work out. Which is okay. Yeah. He's a busy man. Yeah. Uh, have you pulled anything from your bookshelf lately? Um, I was trying to figure out when I finished one of these other books. I did finish a Witches When book. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's not even a Witches When, it's Witches Why. Mm. I finished this March 4th. So I did finish this after our, our other last, book. Yeah, our last book. 
it's one that I'd been trying to finish and needing to finish. Mm-hmm. Though I finally did. And I am reading Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Mm-hmm. And then I read this book. That's It's been a slower month so far for me. Yeah. So Dash and I finally finished The Inquisitor's Tale by Adam Gidwitz. We started it in January. And then... Um, I borrowed it from our um, audio lending library (laughs) and it had a long wait so like we had Mm -hmm. like an hour and a half left on it just and like we had to wait like I think we had to wait four weeks for it so we just got that like last week but I wanted to finish Dorothy Must Die so we finished we did Dorothy Must Die we did we finished the Inquisitor's Tale today and we um I've been doing lies she told I'm like an hour or so from that one being done and then mm-hmm. I've started Harry Potter book two and um then I I did um the Bridgerton I'm reading the first Bridgerton story but mm-hmm. oh yeah is that the Duke and I what's that one called I think it is the Duke and I. Mm. No, because isn't the Duke who she marries? I, I think, think it's her brother. It's the one about her brother. No, the first one is the the Duke. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the second one. Yeah, the first one is no, the Duke. I'm reading the first one. I need to read the second one. That's mm-hmm. on the docket next. I'm trying to be an overachiever this month. I don't know what's going to happen. You are. So, you know. Major overachiever. <laughs> other things I have to do. That's professionalism in me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are you ready to find out what we're reading? I am. Sheila has no clue, but that's because I, there's a reason why you have no clue. Okay. There's a big surprise with this. Oh my goodness. I mean, not super big, but I'm ready. Okay. I was talking to Andy earlier. Oh no get those two together they're trouble i know and i did reach out to him i said hey i know you've been super busy at work Mm -hmm. i know you're gonna be super busy coming up if i picked this book would you read it with us and come join Mm -hmm. us on our podcast yeah for april april he said yes yes so we are going to read Run, Rose, Run by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. Oh, I shared that with you guys, didn't I? I know. <laughs> you did share it with us. I and we were it. like, Dolly, we got to do it if Dolly's in there. You guys, Love these Dolly two Parton. were like, Dolly, we have to read because of Dolly. And I'm like, what if it's like the one that we read last time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we were like, it won't be because it's Dolly. But honestly... One of the reasons why I even thought to pick this book mm-hmm. is because in I've actually seen it. There's a couple book groups that I'm a part of. Okay, and people have been liking it. And people have been liking it. Yeah, that's good. So I, mean, I to be fair I with to, that one James Patterson slash I don't remember who the other author was. Um, I didn't know anybody that had read that book. Mm-mm. 
the, my community center like had piles of books and was like, here, take one, take five, take 10. We don't care. Take some books. And so I took books and I gave them for Christmas presents. I mean, they got other Christmas presents mm-hmm. from me, but they did get a book. And I was like, I thought we could read this together. Mm-hmm. So, so um, there is that. So hopefully. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. Good. We got to get him on the to read. This might also be why he got stuck at Barnes and Noble earlier. <laughs> yeah, so Andy will be here with us next month for wow. the novel episode. Holy cow. We had him in February mm-hmm. and we're having him in April. Maybe mm-hmm. we should make this a thing every other month we have Andy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we might be pushing it if we tell him that. But so let's shh. Nobody tell Andy. Tell he doesn't him not listen to, li- to this. He doesn't listen to the episodes. And he don't doesn't tell him listen to the episodes, so he'll never know. Don't worry about it. He doesn't. And we'll see if we can get him back in June. Yeah. I always laugh because, like, you and I laugh and talk about the things that were so funny about the episodes. And then he's like, huh? Because he doesn't remember. Yeah. But we did, and we're like, well, if you listen to the episode, you would know. I know. It's so funny. I've gotten to where I take notes, and then I read them to them. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so that's fun. always fun. Yeah. Okay, so find us on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook mm-hmm. at Potheads Who Read a Podcast on any one of those. Come interact with us. Join us. We have lots of fun we think we have lots of fun sometimes you know sometimes um if you have recommendations or comments or anything you can email us at potheads who read at gmail.com or just leave like a review or whatever on uh itunes or subscribe rate review wherever you can that definitely helps us yeah is that all of it i think think that's all of it All right. Well, thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. Bye. Bye.